0: Do here. Let's go back, 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 back mm-hmm.
1: Welcome, welcome to the Hustle Salt Separately, a weekly podcast dedicated to all of you truly awesome human beings who tune in every single week. I know it's been a, probably like maybe two weeks, but that feels like a long time for me. Uh, I love you guys. You know, I, the best way I can describe the audience is like anti-status quoers. You know, all of you guys are like just figuring it out, or ha- are figuring it out, or wanting to go your own route, do it your own way. And you see like artists and writers and producers and innovators and creatives and creators and you know i mean and we got some ceos we, we've had a bunch of ceos as well too we're like yep we're doing it my our own way I, I love each and every one of you guys and for tuning in and for all of the newer listeners we are growing so i welcome you and it's nice to meet you i'm matt goddessman i'm founder of this podcast founder of a couple other companies but let's just focus on you guys and, and the guests today and uh you guys can always reach out at matt goddessman on instagram uh yes it's me Yes, I answer every single text, DM, reply, response, you name it, been doing it for eight years, Um, started on other accounts, and now that's just the best place to get a hold of me. And, uh, you know, let me know how you guys are, you know, feeling and if there's any topics you want me to cover or a guest to cover, etc. Like we love hearing from you guys. And uh, for those of you that are newer. An introduction to the show, basically, as I always have been saying for several years, we don't glamorize or glorify and success. That is a very arbitrary word that only you can define for yourself. And I want you to strongly think about what that means for you. And I don't mean in the way a material world has defined it for you. I mean, soulfully, how would you define success? And I realize that it's easier to use a material world and metrics and titles and validation and all of this other stuff. But I'm going to tell you that at any given point in time, as you acquire those things, there may still feel like something off. It's called listening to your soul. Rewrite the word success according to your soul. All right. Mm-hmm. That's my only, my only caveat. And so on the show, whether there's solo episodes or with guests, we talk about what are they experiencing, what are we experiencing in real time. you know and even though they are having a season uh, or seasons or have had several seasons of really great things happening, they're constantly learning about themselves too. And why why do we have these kind of conversations? Because we humanize the entrepreneurial journey or the creative journey or all of our individual journeys versus mm-hmm. giving this kind of like, you know you should follow this <laughs> like this is what makes mm-hmm. me so successful and um you know at the end of the day it's better if we can show how like we can all relate and we humanize like our, our experiences a bit and so without further ado we have another incredible guest this week uh taylor amrani am i saying that last name right amrani yes you are all i'm right, ronnie cool. and uh i think this is the first time because i've always addressed you as taylor uh, so yeah <laughs> Um, you know, an incredible guest, she's a spiritual teacher, writer, content creator, uh, we connected online. Um, I think maybe during COVID probably about a year yeah. and a half ago, she had a really great piece of content that went viral. Um, well on Instagram more so I, I didn't see it on TikTok and I was like, that was a really great piece of content. It was just, uh, it was very, um, I don't want to use the word neutral. It was just like, it was sort of like, it was very, um, collective no matter where people are at on any kind of side of a fence. Uh, where it was very like, hey, listen, like here's something to think about from a different perspective than the one being force fed in a lot of different ways. So Mm -hmm. um, she's a spiritual teacher, as I mentioned, writer, content creator, built a successful full time coaching business during COVID. Uh, And how? Because she's vulnerable and authentic, which is exactly what I preach to you guys all the the time, you know. And so she just started talking a lot about her own experiences and she's had quite an interesting background. You know, we can dive into a little bit of that. Um, she scaled that business into six figures in a year and a half time. And she's writing and self-publishing her uh, first book, which is amazing. She can talk about that. And, you know, she's uh, in route to build a global brand and it's combining the physical and spiritual world representing spirituality in a new way. And, you know, we've, we've had great conversations talking about God and, you know, um, and then that that intersection of business and spirituality, God and business and the beautiful way that like how we show up. In business, uh, also in a relationship to ourselves, in relationship to God, and in a lot of other things. So, we're going to have an amazing conversation. Taylor, thank you for being here.
0: Wow. Thank you for having me. I'm listening to this intro. I'm like very excited to be here. And honestly, I want to go listen to all your podcast episodes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Do it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I will. <laughs> that's amazing. You know, um, you know, I always say that the first question is the only question that's ever the same because the rest of the way is conversational. But the first question alone is always going to be different for each person um, in terms of their answer. So, how do we get here? I liked your your background, and I'd love for you to share. You know, you can go as far back as you want. Um, mm-hmm. Some people, it's, it's always kind of a long-standing joke, but some people literally one person really did go as far back as like the Big Bang Theory. And like, wow, Chris! <laughs> no, but like you know, birth or whatever, like whatever it might be. But uh, like what you know, what kind of led to how we got here to today, and then from there we're going to talk about some really great topics.
0: Wow. So where do I begin? It's, it's actually an interesting thing to ask me today of all days. I had a client call recently with, or not a client call, a sales call, actually someone with someone who wants to be a coaching client. And she asked me, okay, I know we don't have time, but I just want to hear your story. How'd you get here? So I actually told the story today. I was like, okay, this sounds like a good place to start. So I would say that, you know, I, like most people i think you're either you either find spirituality you seek it you're just someone who's curious about it or you're forced to and for some people they're forced to because something t- terrible happens at some point in life and for some people it happens at the end of their life where they kind of realize that their body is deteriorating and the money they made doesn't matter and all that matters is obviously the love and connections that they made throughout their lifetime the the quality of their presence and i would say i'm definitely one of the people that was forced to i grew up with a lot of challenges, whether it was in my family life or socially, I lived in LA. I always felt like I don't belong in this environment. I felt like I was playing the materialistic game, but it didn't speak true to my soul. So I was constantly suffering in that way. I was bullied a lot. Um, you know, I, I wasn't the cutest, or at least I wasn't treated like a cute looking girl. I was really bullied for physical appearance. You know, I was like a little bit overweight, whatever it was. And, I needed to find answers. I needed answers on how I could still live a good life despite the external circumstances, despite what my parents were going through and who they were. And I started to watch Ted talks when I was like in middle school, Mm -hmm. I used to like search on Google, like how to be happy, like how to be a positive person. And you know, one thing led to another. And I always was that person that was like, okay, there's a solution. Let's figure it out. Let's try to make the most out of life. Always. I wasn't spiritual. Growing up, I wasn't raised religious. I didn't believe in God. I didn't have anything against it. Thank God it wasn't uh, something that was imposed on me or used against me. So I was very neutral, my relationship to religion and God and all of that. But um, I guess we could start from when I was 18. I sucked at school, was really bad student. Terrible ADHD. Almost didn't graduate high school and didn't have much going for me. I said, let's go. Let's go to the army. Let's go become a woman. Let's go see what you're capable of. Let's leave this toxic environment and start a new life. Moved to Israel, joined the IDF as an infantry instructor. I was a machine gun instructor for two years. One of the most fulfilling, life-changing experiences, as you can imagine. And in that experience, I learned the power of adversity. I learned what you're capable of, uh, how it reveals itself to you when you put yourself in positions where you have no choice. And I became addicted to that feeling. I'm like, wow, I'm not who my teacher said I was. I'm not who my dad says I am. I'm not who girls in school told me I am. I am a beast. I could do anything. I am strong and I'm capable and I'm fucking amazing. (laughs) It was the first confidence I really had, genuine confidence where you really feel like you met yourself. Uh, Went to school, studied politics, thought that would be the best way to make an impact on the world. That was my intention. Slowly realized it's toxic as fuck (laughs) and that it's not for me, but learned a lot, learned a lot, gained amazing knowledge about the world, the way it works. I think you have to understand the system to beat it. So I learned a lot about it. I could pause if you have a question (laughs) because it gets, it gets deep. Any questions? No, we're good. No, 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 no. I want okay. you. To keep,
1: no, no, no. I, I just for everybody <laughs> listening, it's because I'm listening to her say uh, she was in politics thinking she was going to get into politics. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, that's
0: like a soul killer for sure. Like absolutely no soul in that. But but I yeah, got it.
1: But to your point, though, um, in order to beat the system, you do have to understand how it's set up. And yes. I do like that. You said that because that's where everybody is now witnessing. Wait a minute, were there some systems set up? You're like, there were some systems set up. Yes. What were they? I'm like, you might want to go check those out a little bit. Right,
0: right. So definitely useful knowledge. Definitely um, great when I'm at dinners with people. (laughs) Definitely can whoop out some great knowledge there. So I appreciated my college experience. And when I finished school, I actually I got into this honors program my third year and I was able to go meet a bunch of people. I flew to China. I was in Europe. I was in the States traveling, meeting some of the most prominent Jewish leaders in the world, as well as different communities in Israel, ultra orthodox, Arab, Palestinian, LGBTQ. And I realized, holy shit, we're all the same. Like we really are all the same. Like we're all telling the same story in different ways with a different context. And I want to help people see that. I don't think it should be a privilege for an honor student to experience this. I need to help people see this. So I bought a camera. I was like, I'm going to make videos. I'm going to go to these communities. I'm going to film them. I'm going to put it on Facebook. I'm going to show people who they're fellow you know members of society are i want them to see we are the same israelis palestinians all the same so i started making videos and these videos weren't doing that well these ones that were bringing people together but then there was like a conflicting situation in israel i made a video about it and i think because it was more um us versus them it went viral and that's when i realized holy shit in order to succeed in this world like you actually have to pick a side and and create this like very divisive and toxic dialogue and although it did really well. um, And I studied with a, with a man who was getting a PhD in the psychology of influence. He told me this, like when you make it us versus them, your videos will do better. So I started dabbling into that. And my soul was screaming at me, telling me, Taylor, this is not you. This is not what you set out to do. And you do not want to do this. So to some people it was like, she's succeeding. I was in the newspaper. I was on the news. I was almost like on my way to, you know, becoming very famous in this as a political activist. And I stopped and I said, this is not my definition of success. This is nice. Millions of followers is nice. This is cool. The clout is cool. People recognizing you, people thinking you're like the hero. It feels good, but it's not true to you. So I had to stop. I paused. I said, okay, this is not my idea of success. Now everyone was confused. They're like, Taylor, like, you're succeeding. Why would you stop doing this? Like some people were upset with me, even like, why are you abandoning us? Like we need you to defend us. I'm like, uh, uh-uh, this is not this is not spreading light. This is actually creating more of the problem. That's that you're being part of the problem. Yeah. So I stopped that completely, um, and I was offered a job at a CBD pharmaceutical company to kind of work with them, make digital content for them. It was amazing. I was one of the first employees. I worked for them for two and a half years. I got to do incredible things. I worked with um, Rob Gronkowski, got to hang out with him, bring him to Israel. Like I had cool, cool, cool experiences that looked great on Instagram, but again, didn't speak true to my soul. So I was making good money, doing cool things. Everyone around me is like, you're doing it, you're succeeding. But again, something inside of me is like, this is cool and you're good at it, but it's not you. So at a certain point I had to leave and people were like, wow, that's really brave. They're leaving. Like you have, you know, shares in this company, you know, you you should stay. I'm like, no, I I cannot stay in a lane. That's not mine. I have to leave. And I didn't know what I was going to do next. And that's something that so many people, unfortunately think they need to know what the next step is to leave. And I say the next step is leaving. So I left. (laughs) I'm like, that's the step, (laughs) you know, Uh, that's the step. You can only do one step at a time. So get out. Like that's, that's already going to feel good. And It was the best. And people are like, what are you going to do now? I would lie to you if I was saying that I didn't have moments of time in that month, two month period where I was like, I don't know what I'm good at. I don't know what speaks to me. I was feeling depressed. I was, I had to die and come back to life, you know? And I was given this opportunity to work on a Netflix production with Leo Raz, the guy from FAUDA. I was like, let's go. I've never done this. Let's be curious. Let's try. Right. I tell people, be curious, try whatever speaks to you. Like, just give things a try. Went to that, realized that's not for me either. COVID happened, the production ended and I was stuck at home like most people, without an income, without anything. And I said, okay, Taylor, what do you actually love to do? Um, and I started looking up all these different ways to explore myself, understand myself. And I said, you know what? Let's just help people get through this COVID thing. People are really struggling out there and you have a lot of tools. So you love, you you have good personal development tools. It's always been your hobby. So I started making content about what I'm going through How I deal with the anxiety, how I deal with the uncertainty, how I deal with the fear of not having a job, just sharing openly, honestly, not pretending that I know better than anyone, just kind of sharing my own thought process that helped me stay sane. And it spoke to a lot of people and people reached out, asked me to start coaching them, told them I'm not a coach. I don't even know what that is, but I just started by mentoring people and it started to build up and pick up. And here I am two years later doing this full-time, really fully booked since the day I started. With group programs, writing the book, everything, but it's just, you know, the passionate curiosity, surrender, all of that brought me to my purpose. And it's so obvious to me that I'm in my lane. So it just feels so good.
1: Well, I, I love, there's a, there's a lot of stuff in there I want to say. I know, <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I love that you, you led up into it, um, uh, with intention and with authenticity versus, you know, some mm-hmm. people are like, I'm tired of being an accountant. I'm going to now go like jump right into the, you know, uh, uh life coach is like, well, hold up hold up like, is there some in between like of like, right. doing some things like, whereas like yours was like, I played with a lot of different things. I've had a lot of different experiences. Um, And now I just want to serve. And the serving Mm -hmm. is what created the The business. business, And that's way different than like categorizing it. And I I love that you said that, you know, there's a lot of things in there that you're saying about the us versus them um, content. A hundred percent. And this is a very important topic, I feel, because what we see this even, even if there is a side quote unquote, that is more right than the other, which I, mm-hmm. I learned from a rabbi a long time ago. And I think maybe we've talked about this before, but it's like, do you want to be right or do you want to be righteous? Right. And it really, really hit me hard. And it's sort of like this idea of it doesn't matter if, if, if two sides are fighting to be right, both lose. Yep. And you know, the issue with that content is it carried over from TV and media and into social. And we see this, and it creates more divisiveness. Mm-hmm. And I've had people ask me like, you know, with the platforms as big as, as they are for you and you know what you can do in and, and this and that, and like, I'm surprised you don't jump into this and jump into that. I'm like, but you don't understand, like, first of all, like, it's not about sides. I'm like, and I can't convince anybody of anything. Mm-hmm. The goal is how do we th- like become more critically thinking mm-hmm. and, and in what relation of like who we are in this world to how we show up to the you know in the micro that all of us contribute to the macro for where we're really heading otherwise all i'm doing is saying like this was bad like oh okay cool like what does that do you know
0: exactly exactly i also read something recently that said like to be your enemy uh you have to become your enemy and if you want to you know if you're gonna beat them in the argument you're gonna start using the same tactics they use to beat them at it and you actually end up becoming that and I just decided I'm not engaging in this toxic shit anymore, honestly. And that's what I think the video you saw when I'm in the heat of a conflict, I was living in Israel at the time, there were rockets being thrown at me and I didn't choose a side and people were like, wait, hold up. Aren't you obviously on one side? I'm like, no, I'm not. Because first of all, I cannot tell you with confidence that if I was born and raised in Gaza, I wouldn't be acting exactly like the people throwing rockets at my head. Secondly, there are good human beings on both sides of this conflict and My best case scenario is to get people in all topics to say, "Damn, there's a lot of complexity in this. Like, it's almost impossible to take a side."
1: Right. Well. (laughs) Well, and interestingly enough, nobody, everybody wants to jump into an argument. Nobody thinks about the people who are in the middle of it that don't even want to be in the middle of it, while the people pulling the strings at the top who are like, "Yes," and they're and they're all cool with each other. They're like, "Yes." Yeah. Make them divisive on both sides. You know, like, but everybody else is like you're bad. You're like, I'm not even in this. What are you talking about? Like I actually like humanity. I want everybody to like thrive, you know? Right.
0: Right. And And I, by the way, I don't trust people at this point to see past, you know, my identity or my service. And that's why I was like, I'm just not going to talk about that anymore at all. And I'm going to share the light that exists within me. And it will reach the hearts and souls of people, whether they're Muslim, Palestinian. I don't give a fuck where, who they are and where they're from. And the beautiful thing is that I have clients today that are Muslim. I have followers that are pro-Palestine, that are Palestinian, that reach out. And I'm like, this is how you actually connect with people. This is the solution. It's it's putting this shit aside and actually connecting heart to heart, soul to soul. So that's where I'm at when it comes to that. And it's like hard to talk about my story without bringing this into it because that's just my story. Sometimes I'm like, I kind of wish it wasn't because people miss out. But I'm like, that's, you know, God gave me this for a reason. He put me on this path for a reason. So.
1: You know, before before the show, uh, we talk, spoke about leaning into conversations and having them right away the moment right. they happened. But in a way, you are like, you really are doing that because you're kind of like saying like, no, 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 no. Like, here, we're open. Let's have yeah. the dialogue. Let's have conversation. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like no 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 no. You're not you're not gonna just throw the rocks, like we're gonna we're gonna come together and we're gonna talk mm-hmm. about this. And um so I think that that's you know, massively important. And then, you know, when yeah. you're saying I cannot stay in a lane that's not mine, uh is very you know, doing things in the manner of which we are choosing to, not the us versus them, but in yes. the actual showing up in our our lane. It is a long game with a lot of responsibility. For sure. And I think like, and it's interesting again to the conversations when people are like, oh, you could have this and you could have that. I'm like, I can't. Right. I'm like, and believe me, I it is hard along the way to sit back and watch what does take precedent, what does take priority. Well, I'm like, this is good shit here, man. (laughs) Like, this is like, no. Right. You know, I'm like, but i i'm not the deliverer of justice i i'm i'm a messenger i'm a messenger and i'm gonna do it this way and i'm gonna tell you because if that long when that when that long game kicks in yes checkmate and exactly god not me so
0: exactly that is and it's and that's the thing people like i'll get shit from all parties that these these days for like you know not saying anything and i'm like I don't think you get how hard it is to not react. Like it's actually easier to fall into it. It's easier to, you yeah. know, let my emotions get the best of me, let my, you know, my pride get the best of me, my ego get the best of me, but it's actually a higher power that's stopping me from getting involved because I yeah. understand that this is not my mission. It's not my purpose. There are people that their purpose might be to go out and debate and argue and be lawyers and all that, but for me i know what what i what speaks true to me and i'm not of that so just because i'm good at it doesn't mean it's for me which is another point that like just because you're good at something doesn't mean it's it's your soul's purpose on this earth like i was great at the marketing job at the cbd company i was great at doing politics i could do a lot of good things but but they need to hit on a different level for them to be sustainable and worth it and really long game fulfilling
1: i love this uh let's 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 go deeper on that because yeah um There's a lot of people who feel this and we continuously do in breaking our own glass ceiling. So everybody listening, don't think we have it fully figured out either. Oh, no, (laughs) no no way. But let's have that conversation about like the knowing. Yeah. That part that's like in you that just like, you know. could
0: whispering to you. (laughs) Well,
1: you brought up a very good point because being good at something also feels good because you're like, well, it is a skill set that you're like, I'm actually really good at this. Like this feels good too. That's tricky because it feels good. know you're good at it. And that in itself can be um, a reason it holds you in a different lane than that's really designed. Yep. Let's talk about that.
0: For sure. So I get that a lot from clients. Like, I mean, I think I noticed it when I remember I like decorated my house and I did a good job and everyone around me is like, you should be an interior designer. And I'm like that's not how that works. Like, it's it's not just because I'm good at something doesn't mean that's what my soul's purpose is. And people were like, what does that even mean? Like, but you can make good money doing it. And you're obviously good at it. I'm like, yeah, but when your metric for why you do something is ex- external, then yeah, there's a shit ton of things you can do. But when it has to speak to your soul, and again, we could talk about what that means. You know, when it feels true to you, then it's different. And there aren't many things that, you know, do that. <laughs> it's it's you have to really go out there and try many things. And I say this because I talked about curiosity and finding what I wanted to do, because I tell people you go on many dates before you find your partner, you test drive cars before you buy a car, like you go, you know, you pick different th- ice cream flavors before you pick the ice cream. Why is the first job you have that's sustainable or consistent, the one that you like go all in on? why are you not dabbling into other fields and things that interest you and trying them? Like you end up with a very colorful life, a lot of experiences, meeting a lot of people, you get to cross, um, you know, take things from this field and bring it into this one. And, you know, I learned things from politics that I bring into my spiritual work and I've learned things from marketing at a corporate uh, company into my marketing for my business. And you get to really do that. But people are like, no, that looks like a messy person. That looks like someone doesn't have their shit together. I'm like, Really? Because that looks like a pretty epic life to me. So (laughs) trying everything you're interested in and finding the one that really feels worth being consistent in. So people will say, be consistent, be consistent. That was my thing with my dad. He's like, you're great, but you're just not consistent. I'm like, trust me, I will know when it's worth being consistent. When I find the thing that I want to be consistent in, then I'll be consistent. It's not about being consistent, no matter what you're doing. Right. That's like dating someone for, you know, pushing through a relationship. That's not good. It's like you have to also know when, oh, yeah, thank you for what you brought for me. But I'm good. When I find my person, I'll fight with that person for that relationship. Just like I'll fight for my job now and be consistent no matter what, because this is my lane. But I couldn't do this for other things.
1: You know, I I'm going to expand on your consistent part because yeah. <laughs> because you were consistent.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Was, oh, yeah, <laughs> I, I was consistent. I was consistently listening to myself and, yes. doing, and doing the work. I yes. wasn't consistent at something that didn't feel right. Yes. And those yes. are two very different lanes, very different games. Yes, and, yes, and yes. So it's very easy for people to compartmentalize us in categories. I had it for many years until finally as the thing started kind of coming together. It's interesting when people – and even then, like they're always being re- – reconfigured but it's just interesting when people are like oh, i'm so glad you finally found something and i'm like what are you talking about <laughs> I'm,
0: oh yeah i've always You're been like, on this path Ro, you know, like it's <laughs> I'm like i'm not
1: sure you understand you i was like you do realize that this was preceded by 15 years of this to even be yeah. able to remotely pull this off They're like yeah well yeah 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 yeah." and i'm like no yeah, yeah 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 yeah, like, yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> you know so um and you bring up a very good point where um The ability to check in with yourself and try the different things, get the learning from them, Mm -hmm. and not being afraid to like leave it. I I get it because there's the pressures of people saying, like, you know. Um, Well, you know, everything is hard work. Look, yeah, everything is work. Absolutely. Just apply the hard work where it needs to go. And if a place is toxic or it's not aligned with your values or it's not following through on your needs and values and your morals and it's not really a part of the bigger picture, but it definitely Mm -hmm. plays a role in it, then you have a responsibility to do the right thing. And it's irresponsible to stay in something that doesn't actually serve you, but actually even pulls you down even further.
0: Exactly. So I was just going to say, like, I have never worked harder than I do <laughs> now that I found what I love in this right. business that I'm so passionate about. I work my ass off, but it's different. It's work that gives me energy more than it takes from me when I would do. 10% of the work I'm doing now at a job that wasn't for me, I felt drained. I felt like I was suffering. And I, I tell people, you have to listen to that part of you that's suffering. You're not put on this earth to suffer. Working hard does not equal suffering. Suffering is, is really just harming your own soul. It's not listening to yourself. It's betraying yourself. It's There's a voice inside of you that's whispering to you, and you're literally saying, shut the fuck up. Let's go. Let's wake up for another day. And when you are in alignment it's not that it's not hard to work. It's not that you're not going to have to be consistent and bust your ass because I work very, very hard these days, but it's different. It's, it's work that different. feels like it fills me up and that's the difference. So there's a lot of, you know, again, this hustle culture, right? This idea of like push, don't, don't give up no matter what, keep fighting. Yes, but not, in everything that not every right. time you know you're everywhere that you are like you have to also decide intentionally where that's where it deserves that from you what yeah. deserves that from you
1: right not in that context but drive yes. it where it's needed most and I and and the more like when you were saying um the next step is leaving, yeah. <laughs> was brilliantly put. But it's yeah. true, like and and I think that that is an act of trust in yourself and in God. It's an mm-hmm. act of self uh, self trust and which. The more you listen to yourself, the practice of it. Everyone thinks it's like, oh, you know, I'm easy for you. I'm like, no, actually it's not. I'm constantly practicing listening. And I don't always listen. And that's right. how I also go, ah, I did I, That's I, how I got here. But yeah. I do remember being told maybe it'll like put the toy yeah. down, put put yeah. that thing down. Don't no no no. So it is it yeah. is a practice and it and it leads into mm-hmm. all the decisions that we make in every facet of our life. And it's not just yes. our, our career purpose, it's in everything. And We have to learn to trust ourselves by constantly practicing listening to, you know, that voice, that inside. Amen. Everyone.
0: Everyone wants their intuition when they need it most. But I'm like, where have you been up until now? Because you got to you got it's a relationship. If you're not going to build trust, if you're not going to have evidence for why it's actually worth listening to on the small choices, you definitely are not going to listen to what it has to say when you have to make big choices, because most of the time it's going to be telling you some crazy ass shit. It's going to be telling you to do this thing that makes no sense or that is socially unacceptable or that other people don't understand. And who would go listen to that voice? If they've never listened to it before, right? Most people are not going to listen to that voice. So I say you have to start building evidence for why that voice is actually your biggest homie. Like it has your back more than anything. And if you start listening to in the little things, you reap benefits immediately. You start to realize, oh, shit, it's actually whispering to me. Every single time I go to the market and I'm picking things to put in my cart, every single time I decide if I want to work out today, sometimes it's whispering, you've been working out too much. You need a rest today. Sometimes it's telling me, get your ass up. You have it in you. Go get, go get to work. So when you start to listen to that voice, you build a bond with it. You're like, damn, I have my own back. Like there's a voice inside of me that knows what's best for me. And when my big decisions come, I'm like, obviously it's what I'm going to listen to. But people want to know what their intuition has to say when they get to these big life choices. And I'm like, it's just it's not going to be that easy if you're not going to build that relationship.
1: <laughs> without without that relationship, um, that back and forth and growing with it, more likely when they're waiting for the intuition in a big moment, the mind may be even taking control and the dopamine hit of a, a feeling good. So like, no, this is right in alignment. Like, mm, is that a desire that's just getting played out real quick? Because if you were right. practicing... Back and forth with your, your inner partner, you, the, yeah. the soul, you would know like you, you just have a clarity that's about you in, in bigger and bigger and bigger bigger situations. And that is Amen. just a definite like uh, ongoing relationship. And I think that, that yeah. when, when that's cultivated uh, and, um, you know, it's like it's just like you said, like you can't like in anything, you can't rely on the relationship once you need it yes isn't exactly. that interesting how people behave in society right. even with each other like hey i need you now or like when they say like all of a sudden they they, they need god now or yeah you know or yes. like they need themselves in that moment it's like but it's what you do when you're not in those moments yes that exactly that allows you and by the way it, it makes those bigger moments i think those bigger moments less um like not just wishy-washy but like feeling out of control it feels more of like oh i can kind of see how this is coming about like i kind of have an understanding of what's going on right right
0: they don't catch you it doesn't catch you off guard it's not like how did i end up here it's like oh no i see how this led me to this and i could also see how this is actually taking me to the next level so i'm actually more confident i have more Mm self-trust and you know that is where my relationship to God started. It's not about this God outside of me. This is, it's this part of God within me. It's the part of me. That's no different to your, your part with it. It's like, of course we discussed in Judaism, I talk about how, you know, there's a piece of God in every single one of us equally. And that's how I live from. And I tell myself, okay, well, my relationship to God is first the relationship to my soul, you know, yes. that God placed in this body. So I need to listen to that. And that obviously extended into A bigger idea of God, but even that was so personal. It's not this like, oh, I'm trusting this thing outside of me. I trust me. I trust me. (laughs) Okay, like I was saying this to a client this morning who who did like a one one time session with me. I was like, when you go through the motions of trusting yourself and see how you have your back, you have that for life. Like it's like you might forget it sometimes, but you're gonna come back to wait. But I did this. Like I got this. I have that voice is still here. It's like you have less fear of being with yourself. You trust yourself. And I told her, I cannot promise myself that life's not going to get hard as fuck, but I know I have me. So I'm good. I'm <laughs> like, I'm good.
1: <laughs> I, I trust me more because I trust God in that relationship. Exactly. God exactly. is not separate. And I get that the world, not the whole world, but just different centuries and different um, you know, cultures and different times had maybe made God separate. God is not separate. But the more I trust God, I, the more trust I had in myself. In myself, yep. And the more exactly. trust we have in ourselves, the the like. That's why the, the expression it doesn't get easier; you just get better. Exactly. You know? And uh, it's not to say that you don't get pushed a little bit. Like in the in the in the, the those glass ceilings come and go, and you're just like. What? Yeah. You know, I say it's
0: about, you know, I give the analogy of meditation like true meditation is obviously losing focus and coming back to presence and thinking and then coming back to presence. It's like a dance, right? It's not actually being without thoughts, it's actually the act of practicing coming back to conscious presence. Okay. And yep. I tell people that's the same thing with your alignment. I'm not always, I found my lane. I'm now fully in alignment with my truth and life is amazing. And I'm just cruising through life. I actually drift away from it. And then I'm like, Oh, wait, 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 we've drifting a little too far. How do we come back? Right. And then I drift away and I have to come back. And sometimes I drift away too far and I'm like, Holy shit. I forgot that there's even a fucking, I don't even remember what the lane feels like. Yeah. And then that's when it gets really hard. And I'm like, okay, what brings me back to myself? And I, every single person has their own way of coming back to that. But it's a practice. It's something that you have to constantly tend to. It's spiritual maintenance. You cannot sleep on it. I've slept on it before while I'm driving, cruising down the highway, and I find myself in a whole different town. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> how do right. we get here? <laughs> right. So it really is that. You have to tend to it. You have to honor it and have to nurture it, that right. relationship.
1: It's all respect and management and honor and uh, and that constant checking in on on like wait 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 wait, you know like and and feeling feeling through it every single time and and hence like why as i got older i stopped uh reacting and just started responding more and we were talking a little bit about that previously you know it's like this idea of um you know when something is being said or something is being thrown at us or just something that is in general in general is happening in and around the world in which we you know are not reacting just mm-hmm. literally feeling into it and be like okay like what in this moment it's just a constant practice of like always knowing like where am I in this moment at this mm-hmm. moment and yeah to your point have I swam so far out in the other <laughs> direction that I'm like wait a minute none of this looks familiar from yeah. where first started <laughs> like all right all right let's just turn around and just start swimming back and yeah <laughs> it's actually what I like is the simplicity of we don't have to complicate it if we've swam too far out or, drew, or we've yes. dri- driven too far outside the lane. It doesn't have to be complicated. It just means like, okay, there were some things that we did in our old lane uh, before yeah. we drifted. Let's just start doing that. And I feel like the, exactly you know it, it it curves us back faster and faster each time we've yes, drifted. Yes, exactly. The
0: problem is, is people freak out. Like they'll yeah. find themselves drifted away and they freak out. They think they lost themselves. They think and not. Now, when I say this, I'm saying this very sensitively because that those feelings of feeling like you've lost yourself or that you've drifted too far are very overwhelming and can be super dark and scary. And I've been there many times in my life. And it's, it's, I say it very casually, but those feelings really are so hard to work through. And, but when you remember, okay, this is just part of life, you know, sometimes you have to lose yourself to find, meet yourself again, to evolve, to shed that skin and like grow a new level, new layer of skin, like a snake, then you just appreciate it. And you understand, okay, there's, this is nature. This is life. This is what it's about. I'm going to drift away and I'm going to come back. This isn't unique to me. This isn't something that I'm alone in. This is something that the trees do, that that the animals do, that the people do, that we all have this cycle. We all have these cycles. And when I drift away, I just remind myself to stop, kind of get over myself. I'm Mm -hmm. like, Taylor, get over yourself. This isn't such a big deal that's about you. Like, you just have to come back. You just have to find your way back. And there's a reason that you drifted away and you needed to, to meet yourself again, to come to new parts of yourself. So again, I think that, you know, when you understand that it's just part of life, you, there's less hysteria. Okay, less resistance, less fear around when it happens. It can feel very alone. You can feel very alone in that experience, but you're not. Most people if not every person goes through this.
1: Yeah. And every I, person. And a lot of people are actually experiencing it at the same time and don't even know it half the time. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, most of the time. <laughs> for sure. You know? Yes. And and I like that idea of um, and I think this is this kind of lends to, you know, our approach, which is um simplifying the complex. Yeah. It's very easy for the mind to make something very complex. And I yes. get it, I get it. Because we also, we can guilt ourselves for like, how the fuck did I get this well, How did this you get here? Like, yes. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Like, I was so clear. And mm-hmm. I, I like everybody listening knowing, like, it happens, it, it can happen at every stage of your life. It's yes. Just, because there's a look. I think we deal with um, a lot more uh, inputs than we've ever had before in life. And mm-hmm. so it can be, you know practicing the discipline of not getting distracted in a world that is very heavily distracted now more than ever and also kind of trying to lead. Uh, Anyways, uh, so I think simplifying the complex and saying like, look, it's very easy to think about all the variables. Mm -hmm. Let's just like pump the brakes, do a timeout and say, yes, like, how do I get back?
0: Back to basics.
1: Right. The ba- back
0: to basics. For me, it's like, I'll oh. start going for a walk. Like, I remember yes. that going for walks would help me. And, and yeah. you know, I you look back at your life and you're like, oh, yeah, like there's just certain things that brought me back to center. They yeah. recentered me going for walks. And sometimes it could be reading a certain book. Sometimes it's a book that did it for me. I'm like, OK, I'm going to reopen it because I will, you know, it, it can do that. And. I'm like, it doesn't have to be so complicated. Ask yourself what what it was in the past that did it. Revisit those things with curiosity without needing to solve it quickly. Just yeah. flow, vibe. Yeah. You know, You'll find your way back. <laughs> uh,
1: you know, a, a quick vulnerable moment. I, you know, it was a it was an interesting week and I personally was good, <laughs> but like, you know, there was a couple of things that just, uh, it, it just was, it, it was interesting. Let's just leave it at that. And yeah. I was like, you know, um, but I love to work. But that's only because I love all the things that I do. right? I get that that's not everybody's case. But, but even in those moments, the work wasn't going to to be done. It couldn't mm-hmm. because I was like, well, you know what? I don't think I'm actually honoring and respecting that. And you know what? It's time to pull myself up out of it. I'd spent a whole day yesterday, including a massive hike on a, one of my favorite mountains. And, was like, and it's funny, the grounding in that and like doing all these different things. I was like, wow! Like, I feel me. I just, just giving that energy to me, and it's an amazing feeling. But to your point, like the, the, the doing something was interesting. Triggering things of like, oh, I know why this is grounding. Not just because I'm, I'm earthing here, but like I know why this is grounding to me. I'm like, this makes sense, and like I know why. You know, um, it it does remind you of things that have been reoccurring throughout your life all the way since Mm -hmm. you were a child that bring you back to like it was funny certain memories were coming up I'm like oh my god like it makes complete sense when when we have these these things that pull us back into ourselves Mm -hmm. uh, and they're needed and so it doesn't like you know and i just i kind of threw that out there about the work part because i i know that it would be easy to throw yourself further into work right Uh, but that's also not honoring the thing that you might actually love too how do we respect and honor the thing that we love or all things that we love whether they are the people in our lives or the work that we do
0: Mm -hmm. So I was, I was just going to say that this comes back to the concept of balancing between being and doing right. And our inner purpose is to be, it's something we share collectively. Every single one of us has the same inner purpose. It's to just be conscious, present, to be loved, to be light, to be, and just be simply to be nothing more than that. Nothing more complicated than that. To just accept everything fully radically and just flow with life. Now our outer purpose is how do I, once I have connected to that light, share this in whatever unique way my soul is meant to share it. Even if we're three podcast hosts, we're sharing it differently. Even if we're five coaches, we're doing it differently. But when you don't have that feeling of, you know, your inner purpose being fulfilled, it's very hard to extend it to your outer purpose. Now, coming back to your inner purpose is very easy. It's about being It's nothing you're going to do. And that's why I tell people, even if someone's selling you, go do this challenge. It's If it's an external thing you're doing to be, that's not it. That's doing. You just have to be flow with what feels true to you. Sometimes that means just chilling for a day. Sometimes a one day of just completely resting and relaxing without shit-talking yourself for it, without calling yourself lazy for it, without being mean to yourself the whole time is enough. Sometimes going for a hike will do it. Sometimes going for a walk will do it, but you just have to listen to yourself. There's no one outside of you that can tell you how to be. You have to know, how can I just be today? I'm going to remove all doing, all all the things I need to do, all things I should do, and come back to myself. And from that place of being, then we Bring ourselves back, we kind of fill our tank again. And then we're like, okay, I could go do some things now. But we all have this um, you know, really toxic relationship to being. And that's why, you know, we were talking about this when we had our conversation that we have to honor this balance. We have to be able to just do not have everything that we uh glamorize be things that are external things. Like you have to also just exist in peace and honor that and love that. I tell people it's so hard to work hard, but have you tried? doing nothing on a Tuesday for a whole day without treating yourself like shit (laughs) because people will be like, no, that's me being lazy. I'm like, yeah, try it. It's not that easy actually to actually take a day off without a good reason, without having to be sick, without needing an excuse, try it. And it's like, we've drifted so far away from our primary purpose, which is to first be in peace with ourselves and exist that it's considered something that's condemned or wrong to just chill.
1: Like I had a moment of just being the other day, which i'll share in a second, but it reminded me of uh an entrepreneur' probably about three or four years ago. she was freaking out it was like a a, a Monday, and nothing was like you know getting done, and she's just like all over the place, just really just struggling and um She was, and it's I I can kind of see why. Former corporate gal, you know, Mm -hmm. um, older and in a new phase of life and all this. But so, and the reason I bring that up is because she had worked all weekend, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and so when Monday hit and she was like not being productive, and she she still had the corporate world stuck in her that, you know, it's Monday, it's work. This is what you do. Mm -hmm. This is how it is. And I'm like, didn't you just work like twenty five hours over the weekend? And and she was like, well. Yes, yes I did I'm like yeah. so maybe your Monday is a Saturday right now and you're taking a day off I'm like don't you kind of make your own hours and she's like yeah and I'm like the traditional conditioning from your corporate world was Monday through Friday so I get it but then you didn't probably work on those weekends either and she's like right. yeah. I'm Like, so you just did over half of a work week in a weekend yes. and you're worried about doing nothing on a Monday or not being as yes. productive she's like yeah I'm like so maybe try doing nothing right in this moment and honor that. (laughs) And she was like, that's a fair point i was like we're just don't guilt ourselves you know and then to the point about, by the way oh, yeah. i think
0: that is like people forget how beneficial that is to their business like yes. they think that it's just like for their spiritual mental it's not like your business cannot survive if you're not taking time to rest and to intentionally work when you can and and yes. really channel the energy the best quality energy you have into your business work is not just work you have to come with quality energy with intention okay. you have to be focused you have to be present so if you need that take Time to get get that back and then come back to work. You know, I've really lived that life, and I see it working. And I was telling you that, like a lot of these spiritual concepts, people think are just for personal things and relationship things. It's like, no, I actually lead my whole business from this place. It's it's for (laughs) and it works. It's
1: for everything. I, you know, that's why the whole two x ten x thing. It's like, whoa, wait, wait, wait. wait. Like, I don't want to just keep working to work. I want to drive the energy to where it really is needed the most, and with the kind of energy. That I should be showing up with it, not just yep. to do it, yes. uh, and because you want to be through it, right? So, right. so exactly. you're a hundred percent correct. It has to be applied. I think that management of our of our energy in every single thing that we do, and if we yes. are not in any given moment able to show up the way we would like to the most, that practice of stepping back and be like I'm just going to take a moment for myself and. By the way, that's not. I think there's two reasons why that sometimes can be not be easy. Is the first is the reason of like you have to start practice. A person has to start practicing that first and getting used to For that. Sure. Second, the other side who may not understand that and is like almost yes. nervous themselves from you doing. They're like that. Hence the communication. Yeah. Like it's not you per se. <laughs> I mean, right. you are you are yelling, <laughs> you <know>? right? <laughs> but, but no, not I mean not everybody. But you know, yes. but it's like but in that moment, like I just. Like I'd rather show up as my best self in this moment. So like, and if I'm not gravitating towards whatever energy you're bringing in this moment to it, Mm -hmm. like I'm respecting you enough to not actually react, react, because I want to genuinely connect and help. So I'm going to need a moment. And just hearing and listening and observing and seeing. So it's not that I don't take you into account in this situation. Mm-hmm. It's that actually even more so I do both of us and how I can show up right. the best possible way. And Absolutely. that narrative for a lot of people is, uh, <laughs> you know. It's, for
0: sure. For sure. Yeah. It really is that it's, it's so interesting, though, how like people don't. Um, people again, it's like they're waiting for permission they're waiting. like people don't honor themselves enough mm-hmm. and and that's the thing like with my coaching, it's like the way I go about my work is I'm not here to tell you anything about the way you need to live your life. I'm here to help you realize that you've been telling yourself everything the whole time you're just yeah. not listening yeah, like yeah, you know everything's yeah. good, it's all in there, you know, it's yeah. just how do we find that and people are waiting for permission and the problem is is that when you don't listen, Your body will start talking to you. people have all sorts of health problems and, you know, we disconnect them from each other, but it really, we're, we're one entity. It's mind, body, soul. And people are like, how do I, why do I have this problem? Why do I have that problem? And I'm like, well, let's look at how you're living your life. What are the choices you're making? Where's your energy going? You know, your body, your, and I think this is another thing I was saying today. When you are suffering in life, whether it's physically or mentally or spiritually, there is a part of you that you need to thank because it's not letting you settle. And it's speaking to you. And it's like, almost like I see it as like a little, little monster, like scratching inside of me, like pay attention to me. (laughs) You're not listening to me. And it's like, it will turn up the volume. It will crank up the volume and the pressure and the pain until you have to wake up. So you have to listen to it. So the suffering is beautiful too. You know, if I didn't suffer enough, I would never seek the answers that I did that helped me do what I do today. So If you are in that place right now where you've drifted too far away from yourself, where you're not listening to yourself, where you feel like you're not in alignment, whatever, there's also a part of you need to think because there's people who could sleepwalk through life and you're obviously not one of them. (laughs) So it's a, it's a, it's a gift.
1: It's an absolute gift. And, you know, and again, it's um, the volume part. The turning up the volume part. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like I say, you either the the practice of leaning in and dealing with things or trying to understand at least, you know, um, the emotions or my emotions, the, you know, whatever is happening in any given moment, the energy is because if not now you will at some point. So that distance between current and later has um. A decibel level, <laughs> if you will, yes. that, uh, you know, that volume can get very loud. And, and luckily, to your point, though, even in the in the um, uh, the suffering, it, the, the beauty of the volume being very loud is one way or another, you're going to have to learn how to let go.
0: Exactly.
1: And, um, you know, you with enough time or experience in letting that volume get loud. You know that when you start to like that quote-unquote suffering, really eventually teaches you like, oh, the heat is getting turned up a little bit. Oh, the, right. The, the, the lights, lights are, are on. The red like, lights whoa, 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 whoa. are blinking. <laughs> like, uh, I gotta. I, that's it. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'll be back in about a week. Uh, exactly. Like, what, <laughs> do you, what, what do you mean? I'm like something. Nope. No. Yeah. No. Yes. No. Yeah. Like, we're not going you get, there again. <laughs> right, right. You, you get. You actually find a lot of really discerning boundaries. You're like, I'm gonna stop it right there. I'm gonna stop all exactly pause recalibrate
0: (laughs) let's recoup now the thing is is like what you said is so interesting it's exactly what I was saying again on this call it's so funny because it's super connected to what I was talking to with this client that she you know people were like damn Taylor like you're so courageous like you go after your truth I'm like it's scary as fuck when I do that but the thing is is I just have this ability to foresee what would happen if I don't and that's scarier to me So I realized there is no path without going through the fear. There's no path without going through the discomfort. There's no path without pain. So I'm either going to take this short term, you know, I'm going to take the immediate hard path and just do the thing, leave the job, leave the relationship. I've always been that type of person End the friendship, like the hardest thing to do. I'm going to do it now because I recognize that every day that I know that to be true and I'm ignoring it, it's building under the surface and it's just going to be harder and it's going to be more painful and it's going to be more uncomfortable. So it's not that I'm like, follow your truth. It's so easy. It's just, it's much, as soon as you recognize it and hear it, that's when you need to act on it. Every day you're waiting, it's just building and building and building beneath the surface. There's no way to avoid it. That's the truth.
1: Faith. Yep.
0: (laughs) It's faith. You have to be like, okay, it's fair. telling me this let's go
1: <laughs> you got me let's right, go right I mean honestly straight up faith yep. you know yep. I mean a lot of people talk about like faith and I've got the faith I'm like let me tell you something pra- practicing it yes that is a um <laughs> that's a that is a level of play of uh, and that's yep. what you're talking about too and it's just like I'm doing this because it feels right and I'm,
0: the thing I'm, the thing about the faith thing, though, is that so many people, it's like, you can't teach them faith. So I tell no, them, you know, you first, you know, it started for me as realizing, okay, if I don't do this now, I'm going to have to do this eventually. and It's just going to be a lot harder. Yeah. I could pretend this isn't real. I could pretend this isn't my truth. I could pretend this person's my the, my love of my life when I hear that it's not. I could pretend this girl's my best friend when I can hear she's not. I, I could pretend, but it's going to be much harder if I pretend, because yeah. eventually I'm going to have to do something about it. Now, once you've done that enough times, you're like, Oh, wait, someone has my back. Like that little voice is again, leading me to better places. And that's when faith starts to build. Because again, if you weren't raised to believe in something bigger than yourself, it's like, you almost have to not prove it to yourself, but almost like life will start revealing it to you. And, but that takes courageous steps, right? You have to take courageous steps and then you will, God will meet you on the other side of them. But those steps sometimes without faith, you have to take them. Yeah. To find out what faith is. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's exactly it. Practice. Yeah, yeah. Faith practice com- it. Faith, faith builds from practice. You know. Jump,
0: jump, but, jump off the cliff. <laughs> Just go.
1: You know, and I, and I, and I think that that's, um, I, you know, I've said this before. It's like everybody, and you said it very well earlier. Like you know, I'm, um, you know, the next step, and I'm waiting on this. I'm like, the next step is the next step. It, there exactly. isn't, <laughs> there, there isn't like, I, I move and I get an answer. I move and I get an answer. I move and I get an right. answer. And I'm like, and that's the relationship of. How, that, what does the answer tell us and then what would be then the next step right. A series of steps based on that answer
0: you can't see the view from the second mountain on the first mountain right, right. you have to get to the second mountain then right. you can see a whole new view right. Whole new, there could be so many paths you didn't even know existed until you get there but you have to go right. down the mountain and go up the second one you right. get there and you're like oh shit right. well, you know, <laughs> that's it, the next thing
1: and uh, you know and i and i i get i get the one foot in, one foot out. I I have empathy. I get it. You know, when you see people who are like, well, I'm reading all the books. I'm like, yeah, but um, it's a practice. (laughs) Like, like, you know, I read, I read Torah, but like, you know, uh, and for anybody with Bible or any other, you know, uh, religious book, you know, um, it's integration of what are you reading and practicing like, oh, wait, the blueprint's already here. Like the blueprint is, you know, about, that relationship with yourself uh and with god and and faith like faith is 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 stepping into this i know in this moment is what i should be doing uh, even though i don't necessarily want to it's just eventually you might want to because you're like oh yeah no i already know but that's like practice it's sort of like saying like oh well i've been a runner for 15 years it's like i already kind of know now like skydiving
0: a hundred times so i know i'm chill you know and it's that's actually the interesting, That I really like what you said about the books because there's moments where I meet people who have read the same books that have changed my life. And I'm like, damn, but your life really doesn't look like you read that book. Like you read that book. Like, right. and it's not like in a condescending way, but I realized like there's reading a book and there's reading it to learn from it and apply it to your yeah, life. Like, yeah. I don't care how many books you read, but are you practicing what you read? Did something hit different? And you were like, oh shit, I need to make a decision based on what I just read because you could read all the self-help personal development search spiritual books in the world and say exactly where you're at i've you know and and i think that that's such a good point people read to read but it's like it's nice to read but apply
1: oh go out and
0: take it to the world take it into the world
1: well and then the fear dissipates and so the reliance on like i'm praying i'm praying i'm praying i'm like yes but like God helps those who help themselves. Like God wants yes. you to participate. For sure. <laughs> so it's like, he's, so your prayer, it's like, a, I always hear this parable um, and it was great. Uh, you know, a man is stranded out in the ocean. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe you've heard this. I don't know. I think it was a rabbi that told me this one. The, a, a man is in a like a, one of those life rafts. <laughs> he's praying to God. God, I'm so hungry. I'm so hungry. And like a fish swims by and he does nothing he's like god i am so hungry i'm so hungry and then like you know a bird swims by <laughs> and this goes on in several different manners and eventually the man passes he goes up to heaven and he's like god like i don't understand i was so hungry where were the miracles he's like what are you talking about i sent you all the food i sent you all the
0: food exactly
1: <laughs> so exactly. We, we so we have to be like we have to be a teammate with God. We have to play together, like run the court, if you will, and be like, hey, like I want to pray for it. I'm listening. Um, I'm stepping out in faith. I don't know what I'm doing, but that mm-hmm. is part of the faith in, in receiving as well. So can I can we pl- pass the ball together? Like, you know, you tell me something I do, I jump in, uh, you know, and like I got the ball. Now I'm jumping. I'm like, wait, I'm not sure. Hey, God, like, here right. go. here's the pass. Like, what's next? You know, and having that beautiful, open relationship to just run the court.
0: For sure. I heard in this podcast, it was so well put. It's actually like adding it to this analogy or this story is is interesting to me because I don't remember who was speaking, but she was saying, you know, peace is your home. God will, God will send your packages there. It's not, he's not going to send it to desperation. He's not going to send it to fear. He's not going to send packages to to the wrong address. <clears throat> and when you're in a faith, you have a certain level of peace. Uh, you cannot actually practice faith from a place of desperation. If you say you believe in God, but you're constantly like, I'm desperate to have a boyfriend. I'm desperate to have a husband. I'm desperate to find my person. What you're really saying is I don't trust you. I don't trust you. And when you come to a place of peace where I know everything I have, I'm meant to have everything I'm lacking. I'm meant to lack. And I'm going to have everything. That's my true heart's desire. Then you move different and God will meet you there. God will meet you where you have, where you have acceptance and gratitude for what, what, what is, where you're at peace. When you start acting desperate, you're not going to be rewarded. That's just a fact. And I always give the analogy of if there's two children, you have two kids and one, everything you give them, they want more, everything you give them. They're asking for what's what what the other one has. They're always thinking about what's lacking, what's missing. And they have another, you have another child that's just so grateful to be alive. Which one do you think you're going to give more presents to? Which one do you think you're going to spoil more? Obviously the second one. So when you're walking around in this world, thinking of everything that's missing or everything that's not good or everything that's not that person has and that. It's very hard to be in a frequency where you're going to attract abundance. But when you're in a place where you already feel rich and you already feel full and you accept even your challenges as things that are happening for you, that's when shit happens. Like, and I've noticed that the more I accept the irony of it, people are like, well, if you just accept, you're never going to work hard, you're never going to do anything. I'm like, no, from a place of peace, you move different. Okay. Yeah. You don't need to be motivated by stress and fear and anxiety, right? Like people don't get also when I tell them to rest. like, yeah, but you have to hustle. I'm like, you know, you're not going to want to rest forever. If you actually listen to yourself, you'll rest and you'll be like, damn, I'm excited to go get some shit done. It's not, you know, we're afraid of listening to ourselves because we think we need someone to beat us with a stick to get things. And it's like, no, like you actually can achieve so much from enjoying life. Like you can enjoy it. People feel guilty about enjoying life. People tell me well, if everyone could do what they love, then I'm like, yeah, but everyone loves different things exactly. <laughs> and does them in a different way, which we so, would all
1: need. To, we'd all need each other's goods and services. Exactly. <laughs>
0: exactly. Exactly. So, exactly. so you, you know. don't have to come from a place of fear, from stress. You can actually accept everything radically, be, move in peace. And, you know, you will build faith because things will start happening for you. I've learned that the hard way. Uh, that's why I'm so passionate about telling people, <laughs> like, i like, just accept, Uh, everything's meant to be
1: a hundred percent. You know, um, I don't have to do the work for anybody else. I have to constantly practice being, and in doing that, um, there's a, a frequency and a confidence that just kind of comes from like, well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing the things that are like, I trust in God's timing, not mine. Yes, exactly. And if that's the case, and so God already knows like God, like what am I going to negotiate? You know right. what I'm saying? So like, which I've tried. Um, but that would make yes. sense, uh, the entrepreneurial side of me. But like, I can't For believe sure. I'm like, am I negotiating with God right now? I'm like, right. what? The fuck? <laughs> I'm like, he's just like, are you really negotiating with me? Like, yeah. like I mean, I are made you. Made really you, doing you know, this? Like, I made you. Are we you really doing this? Right. Like, you know, that doesn't work. But um, the way I also learned and practiced uh, a day off was, um, you know, many years ago, not many, uh, but quite a few years ago, I uh, used to not take Saturdays off. And, um, I decided to start taking Saturdays off, uh, for everybody listening, I mean, it was more so for, um, uh, because I'm Jewish and it's like, you know, Saturdays are a lot of other people's Sundays. It's like the Sabbath. And I just like, but I learned, um, so much beauty about a day of rest and what it yes. does. And, and there was actually a whole spiritual Kabbalistic thing that was going on about, um, no, the day is for celebrating life, celebrating with mm-hmm. loved ones, celebrating, like, you know, you should. Provide and you know and anything that you are in, of providing of like you know with food and love and like to you know amplifies yes. on that day. We we should treat ourselves with love and respect, mm-hmm. and you should connect with your partner the most on that day. And like I mean, there's all these different like things that are written there so beautiful. about it even says, you know, anything that you try to do to expand on your business in that day um, for like you know won't necessarily like it won't have m- a blessing. It won't multiply. Right. No, I was saying that it won't necessarily multiply. Like in any, like you can work harder because it's that Saturday, but like no, it's a day of rest. Like anything you try to do won't necessarily amplify it. In fact, the act of not doing amplifies it. Yes. Right. So, I, I agree. Yeah. So, it's it's it doesn't have to be on Saturday, like no, it could no, be yeah, on yeah, Monday, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the it could point, be on Wednesday,
0: but I agree, <laughs> yeah, the, the point, yeah.
1: The point for everybody, whatever it is, as a day, it's just that, like, it, it was it, exactly it became a very spiritual thing of like, oh, I get it, like, when we stop trying to do all the things, we actually do, to your exact point of, oh, actually, no, even more abundance happens to it, yes, be- yes, because yes. we're not forcing anything constantly actually we're actually by stepping back that does show faith like oh right
0: and again i challenge people who think that they're resting you know giving them that time to really let themselves do it with joy and with peace people are resting on the weekends giving themselves shit for it okay like definitely people who listen to podcasts like these are those types like me that used to be the same way it's like Every minute I could put more effort into what I want, I'm going to do it and I'm not going to stop and I'm going to hustle and I'm a beast and I'm going to Gary Vaynerchuk the shit out of this and I'm <laughs> going to just do it, you know, like, but that, by the way, that's another topic. I have a, a client who he's like all hustle mode, you know, very toxic, toxic in his masculine, always working, always this. And I go, name me the three things you listen to most on Instagram, podcasts. He goes, Gary Vaynerchuk, I think. I don't remember who the other two were, but it was like so funny to me. Cause I'm like, yeah, that's your inner dialogue right now. Your inner dialogue is a combination of Gary Vaynerchuk and these other two hard asses. Oh, it was... um, what's his name? That guy, the seal, the Navy seal, the David, um, oh, David uh, Hugg-
1: J- Jocko Willenick, or, oh no, uh, Gog- other one. Goggins, Goggins. Hagen, Goggins, Goggins. Okay. Yep, yep.
0: So he's telling me he listens to him and Gary Vaynerchuk. And I'm like, yep, that's going to be your inner dialogue, homie. Like that's the things that you're subconsciously absorbing absorbing and actually letting run your day to day, you know? And I love both of them by the way, but you actually have to be careful of what you're consuming and when. So I'm obsessed with Kanye West. And like, I was going down this, like Recently, I was like really obsessed, really like listening to every interview over and over. And I started feeling myself have like very Kanye-like energy, like fuck everything, I'm gonna do this, I'm a God, I'm a this. And I was like, whoa, 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 I think I need to consume less Kanye a little bit. I think I need to go back to listening to some spiritual things, maybe some things from like Jewish studies. Like you have to be mindful of what you're consuming. Like you have to be conscious about what you're actually listening to and reading and watching and following, because that's the inner dialogue that you're actually starting to build for yourself mentally. Uh so I just think that that's another thing like if you're one of the people that has a really hard time resting and you're listening to very specific sources that are very extreme which they're good they're there in in moderation right I want a little bit of Gary Vee want a little bit of Oprah want a little bit I want a little bit of all of them but you have to be uh conscious about these things because you there become them
1: conscious consumption Absolutely. Always, always. <laughs> always. You know, otherwise, there's overwhelm and there's comparison and there's a lot of other things. And um, you know, it, it it content is energy. And I tell yes. you know I tell people all the time I'm like you've got to you'd be surprised at how many people I've muted. And then again, some people are like, well, why yeah. did bunch of just unfollow? I'm like, well, no. I'm like, you know, I was like some people that maybe quasi related to some of the stuff that I do. I'm like, they are just they're going very hard right now. I'm like, I'm just kind of curating my feed of just you know art and same. poetry and architecture same. and like vibes and travel. I don't like, follow you know. anyone who yeah. does what I do. Yeah. You know, exactly. Well, yeah, that for sure. <laughs> so no one, you know. don't follow
0: any coach. I mean, mute all things that are similar to my field because it ruins my ability to be yes. original and authentic. Yes. It constantly helps, makes me compare. It doesn't make any sense to like have that access. It's like we're in the same lane doing different things, like in different ways. Like that's cool, but I can't be exposed to too much of that either.
1: You know, I heard uh, when I first uh, started off my journey in digital, it was I wanted to go into music first, and I was working for a small independent label before I ended up at Virgin. And um, I remember one of the artists, he said something really profound because I was like, "Hey, man!" And then I said the same, something similar actually, at a guy at Virgin um, who was still on the come up. And I was like, "Have you heard such a such no, new album? Oh my like, god! Like the way that they do the beats and this." And that. I was going on this this tear, and he was like, "No," and I'm like you know, like no like just not interested or no like you know happen because like, this was like a, a well to do artist you know and um and he was just like no it's not that i'm i'm actually in creation mode right now and i cannot while i respect that artist i cannot have anybody else's energy coming yes. to my creation because i have to make sure that it comes from my authentic self yes i'm paraphrasing yes. a little bit but it was kind of basically like that like that's where you yep. trying to explain and i was like huh and he's like so i'll get to that album later after I've completed mine, because I just want to make sure that I'm all in on this body of work that is coming from my soul.
0: Yeah, I think that's something actually I've recently realized that it's so hard to be, um, I mean, I actually at a certain point gave up on the idea of originality because I realized nothing is original. Everything is coming from something. Everything is inspired by something. By the way, highly recommend. There's a documentary called The Creative Brain on Netflix where they talk about this, how even the most creative people are piggybacking on someone else's creativity. That's just part of life. And I used to be so adamant about being original and when you let go of that and realize there's no such thing but you can speak from the truest part of yourself and piggyback on what already exists because we are all one coming from one source it's not you taylor out in the world compared to everyone else it's you making it your own (laughs) right which is great i think that that's what we're supposed to do and just hearing him say that it's it's so true it's really helped me make better content it's helped me write better just not consuming things that are in the same field as what I do but then at the same time remembering humbling myself by remembering that as authentic as I am it's very hard to be original and that's okay that's okay
1: <laughs> we're, we're the we're the deliverer um you know whereas it's like I'm not saying anything new yes but my style and my delivery is making is
0: 100 me
1: <laughs> making it yeah my own right it's, and so yep. so it's and I and I and I like that because I mean, we've had so many profound artists and philosophers and creators throughout centuries and centuries, and they were just expanding on a world that they were already in, serving and like delivering through their, you know, intuition and, and God and, and their their um, their voice and like just basically making something their own and giving it like life. Yes. And, and it's you know so it's the just like yeah to that exact point of what you're saying is it's like it, it it probably either because I was like you for a long time too with the originality yeah. part I get it like original I'm like that's not original that's not like and I'm like yeah okay stop first of all swimming upstream brother yeah. <laughs> you know like let's start swimming downstream but like let's you know hey you want to get in the conversation get on the conversation and from your your place your, your unique makeup you
0: know, yeah it's like I say our inner purpose, what I was talking about before, this idea of just being is completely the same between all of us. That's like a collective purpose that we all share. Our inner purpose is the same. We're just supposed to be. Our outer purpose is one of one. Every single one of us can only express it the way that person can. Like there's no two people who have the same outer purpose. There's no two people who can fulfill their outer purpose the same way. So that's where it's like we are one, but we are also unique. That's where it comes together, right? So we all have this responsibility to be at peace to act from love to be conscious to be present but how we share that only you could do it the way you do it only i could do it the way i do it
1: it's true and when you're not distracted when you're not yeah. distracted yeah. by those outside influences you're able to show up yes. exactly who you are exactly and that's and and here's a, i mean a great tip for anybody that's listening that you know If you ever find yourself kind of anxious from an outside distraction that may not be doing something as well as you. Yes. That's exactly why you should turn off the channel and create. Because otherwise I've done that leak from, you know, in the past where it's like, wait, what? Like this is, you know, are you kidding? What? And I'm like, wait a minute. First of all, don't judge. Second of all, nobody is better than anybody else. No. Third of all, turn off the channel. And, and like, and just do you and then, and then to deliver it. And sure enough, every single time people are like, oh, I love the way you like, this is, you know, and it's just interesting when you turn off that channel. Also, you have a lot more clarity and you have yeah. a lot more creativity and you have a lot more direction and you have a lot more love and honesty and like, all Yeah, because the first
0: one is driven by fear. It's all like, yeah. they, it's like competitiveness. It's like a feeling of scarcity. It's a feeling of like, they have something I can't, they, they're doing something I'm not going to, you know, why they went. And it's not about that. It's like, okay. That's moving in fear. Moving in faith is there's only one me. I was put on this earth for a reason. Let's fucking go. Let's do what I'm supposed to do. That's it. Period. Yep. I used to also compare myself to a lot of girls. Like she has this many followers doing this. She's not even doing that. She's not even all that. Like here I am trying to do good in the world. And it's like all coming from ego. And when you realize like, okay, we need those people. We need these people. We need me. And we need all the people. We need all the things like do you period, <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah. And you know, and that, that back to that letting go too, you know, I, the, <laughs> letting go of that the, the comparison and the like I think the again the stronger the relationship I have with God the stronger relationship I have with myself and I'm like oh wow That's... like the things that I used to pay attention to yes. or even chase I'm almost like like it's now not only the reverse I also had to stop also judging people like oh ooh, uh I wouldn't uh, you know god bless journey your journey
0: your journey my journey we're all on the journey
1: yeah cool <laughs> Uh, I I hope that ages better than it might, but that's okay, you know. But um right, right, right. But at the end of the day, yeah, like we also that. (laughs) That's so
0: funny. That's so like that's (laughs) it. Like journey, (laughs) journey. Oh yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Journey is such a good word for that because it's like that's the word I use always. I'm like, that's just her journey. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you
1: know, it's because I'm. I and in that moment, I'm removing. If I'm having a judgy moment, you know, yep. and I actually I can hear, especially more recent year, years, year, I can actually hear God like, do I judge you? And I'm like, damn, right. <laughs> I'm like, oh, and like, right. And every time you mess up, do I love right. you? And I'm like, yes. oh, my God. OK, Facts. you know, and
0: most of the time it's you judging past you and other people. Right. And yeah. it's like not being at peace with who you used to be. Yeah. Right. That's, you know, I used to be a basic as superficial, uneducated, not woke person. And when I see that in other people, it's like me meeting my past self with judgment and with, with you know, lack of peace with my own journey. And it reminds me to love that version of myself, too. She was out here doing her best. She didn't know any better. so. Normally, that's what I experience when I'm acting from that place. It's me seeing my past self and other people, meeting them and having to love those versions of me too, not just this evolved version, because right. I deserved love the whole time.
1: Right, and an evolved or truly evolved version it has like not actually like fully evolved from. also yeah, yeah it's actually fully evolved right right yeah. we're
0: only you know we're maybe up. one day i'll look back and be like oh when i thought i knew all the things 100 100
1: and and actually i think the empathy grows um for others yes. because you're like i know where you're at even if in the external world you're very very high up i get it yes i get it um i got like you know yeah and i've always found it interesting that when in in some of even in those moments um, because in they're playing some role in, in the world that when we'll have maybe like a one-on-one interaction, since with CEOs, since with people like in general, like there's a calming piece that comes to them like where they just they they didn't have to do as much hard work around me. Right. And right. that was also fascinating to watch because they like feel more of like themselves and it's like removed from all yes. that stuff. So, it's, yeah, it's also an interesting like. Observation and like and the and, and like people that I would never hang out with, <laughs> but right. they're like, like I really like you, man. I'm like, I I, I like you too, bro. I got you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I like yeah, me too. No, and yeah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you know, yeah. And they're like, no, you, you know, you know, anytime, anything you need, any of this, and you're like, yeah, cool. Like, you know, because I create the space for you to not have to play the role you've been playing.
0: Exactly. I create a safe space for you to be you, to show up as you. Right.
1: right. So it's a yeah. fascinating thing to watch, but. Uh, this is where, where can, w- do you have anything coming up that you're very, I mean, I know you're working on the book. What's going on there?
0: Um, yeah. So I guess for the book is going to hopefully come out my birthday in July 22nd, it's going to be like 22 spiritual lessons that I've learned the hard way that I hope other people can learn the less hard way. Um, but aside from that, I'm always taking more clients, group programs running, and I just would love to connect with anyone who connected to anything I said here on Instagram, on TikTok at life by Taylor. Um, I just love connecting with people always and i've had like facetimes with people who i just met on fa- on tiktok or on instagram and we just like vibe and i have friends everywhere so i think that's the first step you know build a relationship with me and then if that extends into you wanting to read my book or work with me that's that's a bonus so
1: amen i love that yeah. you did that during COVID too like, i guy i remember i was like hey guys like i'll do zooms anybody need any help anybody need right and were like it's so fun. and people were like are you serious i'm like yeah yeah that's all. <laughs> yeah i am Let's go. you know um incredible and um uh, the audience is very uh loyal so don't be surprised if they do uh get into your Please. dm and you know and like you know support and ask questions and all yeah. that fun stuff so <laughs> you know um great and then so uh, at life by taylor at
0: right? life by taylor
1: um any websites or anything like that or in, it's the, in the makes it's Got in it. the makes
0: it's gonna be sick but if you follow me you'll find out about
1: perfect perfect yeah. all right everybody just listening at life by taylor and i tell everybody this is a life uh excuse me this is a journey <laughs> it's funny that you brought up the word journey uh, I would say at the end of the podcast, it's a journey-driven po- uh, podcast. It's a journey for you as well, and like you yes, know, so you're welcome back. All of my guests are welcome back on any time because like one month from now, one year from now, oh
0: please God,
1: you know is very different, right? I'm than, sure it is. Then, uh, well, one minute these days is different than now, but um, you know, so and there's more to come, a lot more to come in the story that you know you're still creating, cultivating. For so you're sure, for back sure. Anytime, you know? and
0: I appreciate you having me at this stage of my journey because I have full faith in God that the journey is going to continue uh oh,
1: yeah
0: in in the right direction and i promise i will be back <laughs>
1: yeah won't it, and won't that be fun to look at like I yes remember, it will i'll be like Yo, i remember that
0: i remember that. <laughs> oh yeah you know yeah yes. so
1: absolutely yes. absolutely for everybody listening at life by taylor yes. uh you can check her out you can uh dm her you know she's got all of like the links and anything that you would need in there anyways uh exceptional uh content and uh she'll be back and for every Max. all of you guys listening, I really, really appreciate it. The um, the ratings and the reviews and the feedback, and, and uh, I think we're like hovering around seven million downloads or something like that is incredible. Uh, I appreciate this community so much, you mm-hmm. guys. You guys just like. You check in you like wait for it in fact you're even noticing it more we're at an hour and almost 20 minutes on this one this this episode mm. uh, which i love i'm like i'm not quite joe rogan length yet with the three four right. hours <laughs> but you guys are listening to these all the way through and i'm like all uh-huh. right something going on here and so i really to me that's massive respect to this community who continues to just show up and so i love each and every one of you guys and you guys for mm. always tuning in For Taylor M. Ronnie, for myself, Matt Gottesman, and for Hustle Sold separately, we are out.